travel, it's one of life's greatest pleasures. When we journey abroad, we discover new places and meet fascinating people, but we also gain perspective and take on a wider view of the world around us. That was Trevor Ranges, and I'm Scott Coates. After more than 25 years living and working in Asia, we've developed an amazing network of interesting characters throughout the region. Talk Travel Asia is our way of sharing them with you. Plug in and get connected to hot tips, interesting perspectives, and expert travel advice as we cultivate travel insight through intelligent conversation. Welcome to Talk Travel Asia, episode 79, Refill, Not Landfill. Plastic is a problem regardless of where in the world you live or travel. With convenience, development, and modernization has come garbage and much of it doesn't go anywhere for a long, long time. Plastic wrappers, cans, straws, and plastic water bottles. You see them everywhere, especially when traveling in Asia. Much of the developing world doesn't have regular garbage pickup or recycling facilities, something travelers perhaps don't consider when traveling and consuming. With increasing tourism numbers, it's essential travelers find a way to reduce their footprint, not only at home, but especially when they go abroad. Today, we'll be focusing on plastic water bottles, especially in Cambodia, chatting with two gentlemen who are trying to rid the area of single-use plastic bottles via an innovative campaign, Refill, Not Landfill. This is Scott Coates in Bangkok, Thailand, and joining me as always is my trusty co-host. Hey, Scott. This is Trevor Ranges in Honolulu, Hawaii. Uh, how are you doing? Awesome, but I wish you and I could switch spots. Yeah, because I'm in a slightly more plastic-friendly environment. Uh, I know the Hawaii State Senate, I believe, is uh, debating passing a straw ban. So they'll ban plastic straws, which would be great. Really? Well, I actually selfishly didn't uh, want to switch for that reason more because I just love Hawaii and I sure would love to be over there. But, you know, uh, last year when we were both in Bangkok together, uh, I tried to quit plastic products um, and that single use disposable plastic products like water bottles and straws and, and takeaway packaging and plastic bags. And uh, I remember at the beginning of the year, you looked at me like I was a bit crazy. And then I remember you telling me a little bit farther down the road that you started to become conscious of it too. Um, by the end of the year, when I published a story called My Plastic Footprint, um, it became this huge trend and everybody in Asia is really starting to, to catch on to this anti-plastic movement. Yeah, I mean, I have always been anti-plastic in a plastic bag sense. Like, if I can carry it, I never take a plastic bag. And that's been the case for years. And I actually will say things like at 7-Eleven, I'm like, ah, you don't need a bag or it's already in a bag. But yeah, you with the straws, I never thought about straws. And now, even if I end up with a straw and use it, I'll, I'll feel bad. And I think of you, I'm like, ooh, and I bought a couple bamboo straws in Luang Prabang recently. And I'm even thinking, like, I get this milk iced tea often with lunch out on the side of the road. And I thought, you know, it's a bit of a pain in the ass, but I should maybe just take my, my steel cup out with me when I eat lunch and then get the drink put in there. Because if I have a couple of those a week, it's four glasses. And, like, yeah, plastic is, is just a nightmare. So I actually do give you full credit and thank you and applaud you for sort of making me a bit more conscious to it. You, you definitely uh, have had an impact on me. Good. And I mean, it was a huge challenge and it was something that I was planning to really push ahead with this year, my, my plastic footprint project. Uh, 
but it was really cool that by the time the, the two magazine article came out last year, um, there's a huge movement behind it and there's all sorts of people doing it. And, uh, we've actually been trying to get these guys from refill, not landfill on for, for almost two years back when they actually started yeah. the project. And, uh, and now they're huge. They were even featured in my story because their success in Cambodia is arguably the best in Asia that I know of, uh, in, in as far as anti-plastic bottle uh, initiatives. Yeah, this is this is a really great one. And you know, while we're talking plastic bottles today, there's just that larger plastic issue. And uh, I, I commend them for it. I've known Christian, one of the two people involved for about a decade in a professional capacity. And yeah, they're they're doing any anybody who's bringing attention to this issue of plastic, hats off to them. This is a kind of an easy win, but it creates a bit of a, a needed mind shift in everyone involved. But uh, I'm glad we finally have them on. So let's just uh, chat with them. Our guests are two expats who are old hands in the Cambodia tourism scene, especially Siem Reap, the jumping off point for visiting the stunning temples of Angkor. Dean McLaughlin works in various tourism projects in the country, and Christian DeBoer is the managing director of Jaya House, a very slick and plastic-free hotel in Siem Reap. They join us there from Skype. Thanks for uh, joining us, gentlemen. Uh, you're welcome. Great to, great to speak to you all. Great to speak to you all. Okay, let me ask you the softball easy question of the day. We always start by asking people, you know, how did you first end up in Asia and start working here? Uh, yeah, okay. So um, I originally came here kind of accidentally. I was looking for a way to have a break from Australia for a while, and I ended up finding a job as a, a tour leader with a company called Intrepid Travel. And uh, I kind of stayed here ever since then. And when was that? How long ago, do you? That is almost 10 years ago now. Okay, and how about yourself, Christian? I I was asked um, about 11 years ago to do the sales mm -hmm. and marketing for a then hotel, Hotel de la Paix. And um, in short, just fell in love with the country and its amazing people and stayed ever since. Well, that's interesting. Uh, and I, Christian, you and I just met in Siem Reap recently. Um, and I'm familiar with some of the work you did uh, when you worked at the Shintamani and the Shintamani Foundation there. Were you always environmentally conscious or involved in environmental or social projects before you came to Cambodia? Or was Refill Not Landfill and the work you've done in Cambodia because of your experience in Cambodia? No, it probably was because of my experiences here in, in this amazing country when um, you simply realize the devastating effects of plastic and the, the plastic created by the tourism industry on, on this what used to be a pristine country and pristine countryside and when you realize the amount of plastic bottles that are used by the tourism industry on a monthly basis it's 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 really nothing else than shocking and there are now uh, viable financially viable um, alternatives available and it's it really is actually rather simple to change it's rather simple to make a, a lasting and very very effective uh, difference um, before we go too far down this rabbit hole, like Trevor and I are quite familiar with uh, Refill Not Landfill, could one of you uh, explain it quickly for our listeners? What is Refill Not Landfill? Okay, 
it's it's a really simple uh, pr process instead of um, using some of the 4.6 million plastic bottles that are produced in Simreep or in Cambodia alone for the tourism industry replace them with a refillable bottle and provide as many refill stations uh, throughout the country um, to to provide indeed the, our various guests uh, with clean drinking water that's the, the princess the principle uh, okay. it's as simple as that <laughs> simple concept probably not quite as simple to execute right <laughs> it's also very simple to execute the, the restaurants here in town were already giving drinking water to their guests uh, when they arrived in their respective establishments so most people most places were already doing it so we only had to um, make it more formal um, identify the relevant places where drinking water was already given added them to a list uh, created the Google Earth map and um, make it more formal and so that whole process really took took a few weeks and I, I, ever since it's been it's been um, it's been a, an initiative and that is now only growing it's growing at a rather fast uh, speed okay cool okay, cool wow that's kind of you know that's surprising and it's a good thing to hear you know um now one of the things that for me you know i know that when my friends come to visit uh they're a little nervous about drinking water that isn't in a sealed container or they're afraid of the ice and one of the things i always try to tell them is like well, everybody dr tries to drink clean drinking water whether they're a local cambodian person or a tourist so generally speaking you are getting clean water but was there any kind of pushback or did you have any challenges there trying to convince people hey you know it's okay to drink water that comes in in, in a refillable bottle given the fact that we only use um, establishments that are earning their money and their income from the tourism ministry they themselves are obviously not in the business of, of poisoning their guests or anyone's guests. The, um, so no, it's it's in their own interest to provide clean drinking water. And we've actually had zero pushback from any of our guests. And I'm, I'm would like to think it's actually the opposite. We now have people that book us and, and really in rather large numbers um, because we are plastic free because we started this initiative because we are making a difference and uh, in contrast to perhaps some uh, some others that's so great you know I mean um, I've always and, and not because of the cost of plastic bottles but more the plastic bottle even in the, the back when I go to Canada I have a friend that years ago stopped uh, serving plastic and they use filtered water but just charge people a dollar I'd be happy to at a restaurant to pay a dollar or two for drinking water, but if it just came from you know a, a, um, a filtered system, it's great. So I'm wondering how long has refill not landfill been around, and and how has it sort of grown during that time? Um, we've been around since it's just over a year now. So it was around October uh, 2016, I guess that we kicked off. Oh, was it only that? I thought it had been a few years. Okay. Uh, well, sort of informally, I guess. So the travel company that I worked for previously, we, we implemented something like this, but just with our own own clients, uh, working with school groups, student groups out in the countryside. We just thought it didn't make sense to be taking so much garbage into these villages um, while you know these, these groups were going to the villages to try to actually help and to, to make a difference um, in some way. 
so yeah, we sort of implemented on a on a fairly local level with that that company, probably back in I guess two thousand and fifteen. Um, but it was really sort of just when when Christian was starting to uh, kick off uh, Jaya Riverhouse that you know he saw a great example to a great uh, great chance to sort of kick things off on the right foot with his own property. Um, but also, you know, there's, there's, um, a great many people who already wanted to make this change. You know, the, you walk around in Siem Reap, you talk to the local business owners, everybody's aware of the problem because it's right in front of you. Um, so it was actually like, as Christian said, it was relatively easy to actually, uh, recruit, not necessarily recruit, but to engage people to participate in this campaign. Um, right from the, right from the start. And I think personally that's key because, uh, you know, when I'm at home, it's very easy for me to avoid plastic. And lots of people, when they're home, if they're conscious of this, it's easy for them to avoid plastic. But once you're on the road, you start to realize, hey, you know what, I need drinking water and, and, and it's hard to get, right? So I have a, a water bottle that has a built-in carbon filter, so I can just drink tap water. So when I was in Phnom Penh, where you, there aren't these type of refill stations everywhere yet, um, if, if, even if I had a refillable water bottle, it would be difficult to get. So you kind of need a, a tipping point of a number of, of refill stations for it to be viable. Like, how many do you have in CM Rip now? Like, how easy is it for someone who has one of your water bottles to, to get a uh, refill? Very in easy CM in CM Rip. I mean, we have, uh, I guess, in CM Rip alone, around 100 or so refill stations. Um, most of those are in the main town, but there's a number of hotels and restaurants. We have a few partners out towards the temple area. Um, some, uh, you know, we have the landmine, um, landmine center that's out towards the temples and, uh, yeah, a few other places that are outside of the main area. Uh, but what we're, yeah, we're really trying to, to expand this to not only take in all of, um, the main tourist areas of Cambodia, but also other areas in Southeast Asia. So we're getting a lot of uptake in Badambong, uh, also Phnom Penh is slowly, slowly getting on board. Um. We're sort of based here in Siem Reap, so I guess that's that's where we've had the most success because it's through people that know us and who we know that that have uh, have, have been you know 100% supportive of the idea right from the beginning. Um, but yeah, now you can see if you look at our, our refill map, uh, we have quite a few stations in in Laos, a few in southern Laos, Champasak area have popped up in the last month or so, uh, and now also Hoi An is the the latest one to we've added about half a dozen refill stations there as well. Very cool. I was just in Luang Prabang a couple of months ago, and I saw one there, I believe. I think it was under your banner. And if it wasn't, then it was someone doing the same thing. So I think it's great. Um, help me imagine, like, I, I have been to Siem Reap, but for our listeners, you know, I, I show up in Siem Reap as a, as a tourist. How do I make it work? Like, do I have to buy a bottle? How much is that? How much are refills? How does the whole thing work um, as a visitor? Well, there's, I guess there's a few options. So we're where the bottles came in so we there's two parts i guess to this campaign from from our perspective and one is assisting with the the supply of the bottles um so in the case of hotels and, and restaurants we can arrange bottles for them that have their own logo printed on them so they're essentially customized for every order and also our refill not landfill um logo printed on there now if they use one of these bottles they can go they can uh, visit our visit the website or uh, follow the link to our refill map um, and then from there they can the, the, the map automatically locates geolocates their position and then shows the nearest refill station so if they have a refill not landfill branded bottle they can take it to one of those stations and and refill for free 
Um, now, in actual practice, I've, I know that a lot of those refill stations will actually refill people's bottles regardless of if it's a branded bottle or not, which is great. I mean, that's really in the spirit of what we're, we're trying to do. It's not, it's not about trying to sell thousands and thousands of bottles or get people to, to buy something that they, that they already have. It's about, you know, a lot of people, as, as uh, you mentioned yourself, you, you often travel with your own bottle. I used to do the same, and I, I even even you know twelve or fourteen years ago, I had no problem walking around with my own bottle. Uh, if I'm eating in a restaurant, I would ask them, "Would you mind filling my bottle for me?" And they used to do it, and that's all through Southeast Asia. So, like Christian said, this is really refill, not landfill, is just kind of formalizing that, trying to make it more accessible, and 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 pe- just getting people to think about it a little bit more. Yeah, and uh, for people who listened, um, when I was there and I saw one of your bottles, I thought it was great that you put the QR code on it so people could actually scan the QR code with their phone and then that links them to the Google map where all the locations are. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, that was something we've gone back and forward with because, I mean, do people actually use QR codes? I don't know. (laughs) They seem to come into fashion and then go out again. Um, But we put it on there and it, it seems to make it a little bit easier for people who do use QR codes. Um, and also our newer bottles, the ones that the latest ones that we've been printing for our partners also have the URL, so it's it's very very easy. Uh, there's not much effort involved at all to to find a place to refill your water bottle. Very cool. Um, I mean, I love the spirit that the water's free, but why not even charge like twenty five cents or fifty cents so there's a little bit of economy and covering the costs for people giving out this water. Um, well, we've we've never pressured any of those refill stations to offer water for free. We we encourage them to, but um, I would have no no issue with that. You know, if people if, if we had a certain partner who said, "Look, I'm I'm a small cafe. I can't really, you know, afford to the, the cost of this," then and he wanted to charge a thousand real or twenty five cents for refills, I don't think there'd be any any problem with that. But so far, we've we've had very little pushback. Um, Generally, you know, a lot of the businesses, they either have, some of them have a filter installed, some of them uh, buy the 20-litre the uh, uh, bottles of, of treated water, and the cost of those is relatively low. And if they take into account that, that the people that are coming there for a free refill are probably going to buy a coffee or they're probably, you know, the, the, the businesses have an opportunity to, to present their own, their own product and their own business. I think it's, there's very few people that just would walk in, get their free water and walk out. Uh, most people will actually walk in and say, hey, this is a great campaign, and that coffee smells great. Um, I might hang around. So I should know the answer to this question, but how long does a bottle actually stick around in our environment? If I drink a bottle of water and I even dispose of it properly, but it doesn't get recycled, how long does this bottle remain part of our world? That's a pretty good question. I've never actually done, we, I have, slash we have never done any really research on this. All I know is that uh, aluminium, which is the one, the most bottles are made out of aluminium, that's obviously also not pretty good for the environment. So um, studies have explained that you, um, if it's one for one, i.e. one aluminium bottle against one plastic bottle, then plastic is better. If it's one aluminium bottle and five plastic bottles, then it's equal. And the benefit for the environment starts to come when it's six aluminium bottles, no, six, uh, six plastic bottles against one aluminium bottle. That's when it's substantially better for the environment. But most of our guests um, take, our, take the bottles home and continue using them for when they themselves go to the gym or, or continue with their daily lives outside of uh, outside of Siem Reap in Cambodia. 
the, um, and so I'd like to think that the, the Jayaus bottles indeed have a, have a relatively long lifespan since they are of a sturdy material and can be used again and again and again. Okay. Well, speaking of how often they've been used, do you have any, like, how many bottles have you guys given away? And uh, do you have any idea of how many plastic bottles you prevented from being used in Cambodia by supplying those? We've now created and delivered um, substantially over 100,000 bottles. Um, And uh, that means that were close to 1 million plastic bottles saved from entering into the environment, into the rivers, the lakes and the landfills. Noting that only, it's a worldwide statistic, only 9% of all plastic gets recycled. So presumably if we're close to 1 million bottles, then it's close to 900,000 bottles uh, directly saved from entering entering the rivers, the lakes, the oceans, and or the landfills. Hmm. Um, and what have been some of the biggest obstacles you've faced getting the project uh, up and going? Zero. <laughs> Zero. Zero. The, the biggest obstacle really is, is the bigger chain hotels um, that are not uh, willing yet to change and are not making an effort yet. Um, there's a lot of people who use the argument, oh, but it's too expensive, or it's low season, or we cannot afford it, or any of those reasons. I personally think one dollar per guest per day, that cannot be too much money. That's simply not 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 realistic if that's an argument. Um, and and use it as a people forget that they can also use it as a marketing tool because it has their respective logo on there and therefore it actually might become more effective than the printing of brochures than uh, using some of the more outdated marketing efforts um, and and or, and or sales. I would say certainly as, as travelers are getting more savvy and this plastic pollution problem is is in the consciousness of, of many Western travelers now. So like when I came to Siem Reap and I stayed at the Jaya house and, and when I got my welcome drink with the bamboo straw, like I was immediately impressed. You know, like if, if I go to a different hotel, if I forget to ask no plastic straw and I get a plastic straw, like I'm immediately kind of annoyed. And that's just me because I'm a little picky about this. But it was great to see that like the Jaya house is plastic free. So moving beyond just plastic bottles, um, was it difficult to actually make your hotel plastic free? And, and why aren't more people trying to take on the bigger picture? Again, I remember before opening, we set aside a full day to try to explain and convince and educate our delivery people that we don't want plastic bags and we don't want this and we don't want we don't want any plastic anywhere. Um, I set a whole day aside for that to educate them and to, in the hope to convince them. This whole process took a whopping ten minutes. Afterwards, <laughs> every single one of them was on board and every single oh yeah, that's easy. And that really was the answer. So it took us 10 minutes to get the hotel plastic free. Um, it takes a bit of willpower. It takes a bit of convincing. Um, but 10 minutes to make a humongous difference. And, and I mean, we're now 15 months old. So that's around um, 480 days old times, times, I don't know, 30 plastic bags a day. That's a lot of plastic bags that we've been able to not throw into the environment. 
and mm. um, that's just how simple it is for us as a tiny little hotel and if I can do it as a tiny 36 room hotel then I honestly believe there is no excuse for the bigger hotels the chain hotels the any other hotel or business to continue to use plastic bottles or plastic bags or plastic strolls for that matter it's it's we need to become more realistic and change starts with us change needs to be realistic change needs to be real I mean there is a hotel um, an international hotel group that made an announcement last week that um, they're banning plastic strolls Mm-hmm. And they've got around 600 rooms, 600 hotels worldwide, but they're only banning those plastic strolls in the United Kingdom, nowhere else. Mm-hmm. Those type of efforts are clearly fake, and and it's a marketing tool. Um, that needs to be stamped out. And if they would make an announcement, they're going to go plastic-free all over the world, then it's to be applauded. But uh, tiny marketing gimmick for it to be just mm. in the UK that's not right and um, I said it's it really has been a very simple and easy process that is now 50 months later generating us revenue very cool very cool um, so it's just the two of you am I right like you aren't getting funding from any big NGO or, or whatnot am I right this is a real grassroots effort effort no it's, no, it's both of us doing it in our spare time um, <laughs> this is really just late at night and uh, during the lunch hour and, and those type of times and both yeah. of us have a full-time job and but both of us do it because we cannot continue to sit back and expect others to do it if we don't do it ourselves the time for change is now in fact it's the time for change should have happened a long time ago and it's embarrassed it's embarrassing that there are still today on 2018 people, businesses, hotels, tour companies, DMCs that are using plastic. It needs to stop. And there are alternatives. They're viable alternatives. They're financially viable alternatives. The only thing that's missing often is willpower. Well, I think that's changing though as well because I was really impressed uh, in Cambodia when I went to restaurants and simply asked people like, hey, I don't want a straw, that the Cambodian people understood what I was saying and, and they were they were like, yes, that's good. They recognized the fact that, you know, wasting a straw is wasting some resource. Um, and in neighboring Thailand, there's a big movement now among, you know, the, the more well-to-do people that this is a lifestyle option that they can and should adopt. Um, so I think that there's actually... A, the time is right for this to happen. So what are your plans for expanding this project now? Yeah, I mean, keep, keep doing what we're doing. I think sort of as Christian sort of mentioned this, there are so many solutions now, not only plastic bottles, but, but the bamboo straws are very accessible. Um, you know, I run a small villa as well. And for us, we, we grow the bamboo ourselves actually and go out every, every now and again and cut the bamboo and sand it back and, and, uh, and sterilize it and then we, we just give them to our guests you know because it's something that they actually absolutely love um, to receive um, and they travel with it they take it everywhere they go and hopefully reuse it so so that's you know th- there's that but then there's also a lot of businesses here that have set up that are selling bamboo straws or stainless steel straws uh, they're selling reusable uh, cotton bags um, you know there, there are a lot of solutions out there so we as far as where we're going with Refill Not Landfill, um, we have a lot of requests for us to create more products and and make cotton bags and make all these other things, but there are en- enough people doing that. So we really just want to focus on doing what we've been doing, and that is to just continue 
um, to, to, to sort of spread the message around, encourage more refill stations um, and continue to, to make it, to make the solution very easy for people. And that was really, you know, I remember the very first conversation Christian and I had about this and it was this frustration that, okay, I was doing it with the company I was working with. Christian wanted to do it with the property that he was working with at the time. Um, there's always, you know, some sort of obstacles that, that exist, but, you know, at the end of the day, you have to not only come up with the idea, but you have to make it easy for people. Uh, so fortunately, I had a good connection with somebody who was uh, our, our partner, I guess, in this campaign, Cooler Products, who um, produced, they already produced and printed these bottles on a, on a relatively small scale for sort of local businesses. And I just said to Christian, look, I can get the bottles if you can help me get the refill stations. And it just happened, you know, Christian came back to me with a list of 50 businesses in town that had sort of committed to offering water. And I said, okay, let's, let's go. And we just rolled with it. So it, yes, there are, there are challenges, but overall it was relatively easy because, because uh, people were ready for it. So we, we feel that now we've shown that it's, it's, it's achievable in Siem Reap and in Cambodia. Um, and now we, we just really want to engage our neighboring countries, particularly, you know, Myanmar, Vietnam, Thailand, anybody who's, anybody who's listening and wants to get involved. Um, and we already have had a lot of contact with those people. And, um, it's, there's, as you said, there's no, there's no funding involved. Our, our, our partner in this, the, our printing partner have subsidized the cost of the product. Um, but otherwise all the rest of the work is done in our own time. So we just need to find another Dean and Christian in another country who's willing to sort of take on the challenge themselves and, and they're out there. You know, I think you guys also know that, um, that there are a lot of people out here, out there who, who want to see this happen. And hopefully we've set the example of actually, it's not that hard guys, even if we, we've had contact from Hoi An, uh, from Myanmar, from there's, uh, there is a similar campaign, I believe setting up in Hoi An, though I haven't seen any, anything from them. Um, also, Luang Prabang, there was a meeting recently. Um, but, you know, if people want to set up and do their own campaign under their own banner, that's totally fine. We're not, we're not trying to make the whole of Southeast Asia at Refuel, not Landfill branded. But the infrastructure is there. You know, the, the website is there. There's a, there's a great Google map that has around 160 refill stations already. So we're inviting anybody, if they want to, even if they want to start their own campaign, you're welcome to use our map. Um, you're welcome to use our logo, to use our brand. Just you know, contact us, and and we can do it. Yeah, well, awesome. I definitely do, and we're going to share that information on our show notes. So anybody listening can go to talktravelasia.com and see the show notes to links to all this information, including the map. Uh, Dean, we should meet up next time I'm in Cambodia because I talked to Christian about this, and I think I shared with you the story I wrote last year called uh, "My Plastic Footprint," where I tried to give up uh, all disposable plastic products. And I started creating a Google map of places like what you guys do, but also straw-free restaurants or paper straw restaurants. And I made that open source and a lot of people have added to it. So um, I think once we tap into the community that's developing and, and start working together, then uh, we're gonna make some serious impact. And, and that's really a good thing. And I commend you guys for what you're doing. And I'm really glad that uh, you guys are making serious headway. Yeah, really uh, fantastic and commendable. Uh, I've never met you, Dean, but we've had cross paths uh, virtually a few times. And Christian, I've had the pleasure of knowing you a long time, and I really respect what the two of you are doing. So well done. And I think it's taken us about a year and a half to actually get to recording. So thank you so much for making time uh, to join us today and keep up the great work. 
welcome. Thank you. So, yeah, Scott, that was uh, very inspiring stuff. I'm really gr- glad we finally had them on the show. And uh, in the year or so since we've been trying to have them on the show, it's become a wildly successful project. Yeah, it's been big. I mean, I was looking at their map um, just a few minutes ago, and the number of places they have on their map where you can fill them is great. I mentioned when we were talking to them that when I was in Luang Prabang just a month or so ago, I don't know if the one in Luang Prabang is officially one of their projects. If it's not, then there's one going there. And you just see more and more people with refillable water bottles. I think it's reasonable to, to everyone's got to stand up and, and say something. You know, I, I now go to my way at hotels. I was at a big chain the other day and uh, I just said, look, I don't, I don't want a bottle of water. I, I think it'd be fine if hotels even charged a dollar. Like, Hey, you know what? We have filtered water. We charge for a dollar for all you can drink. Yeah. Well, Great. That's but the just, interesting thing. Just because like so many people are traveling with their own water bottles because they are so conscious of it. And the thing is that as a traveler, it's more difficult for you to get like potable water than it is at home. So you might find yourself like having to buy water bottles or having to use the, the plastic water bottles in your hotel room because there aren't refill stations. So I think that's the real success here is that they've been able to find businesses that are willing to, to install water refill stations to make it easier for tourists to fill up their water bottles. And like you said, like these big chains, I, I agree with Christian need to get on board as well because uh, it's a demand from tourists that uh, they don't want to contribute to this problem. I'm going to go one further because I'm not running the organization. Is I think in many ways the big companies like PepsiCo and Coca-Cola and companies that make bottled water, there is a time and place sometimes for a plastic bottle of water. But this industry they've created is – it's just – it's gross. It's, it's, it's immoral. It's just wrong, right? It's just downright wrong. And, and people have to start saying no, like, hey, we don't need – bottles of water. It's just silly. And and so I think really, you know, one of the questions we didn't ask them that I was going to is what can people do if there's not refill landfill around? And I think just start saying stuff like you can be nice about it or say, hey, is your manager here? And put on a nice smile and just say, you know what, like, I really object to single use plastic bottles. You guys should, you know, find another way. And, and sooner or later, when people hear that enough times, like, look, we mentioned straws, it's happening with straws, right? The minor group, at the beginning of 2018, I think they've got like 50 hotels, no straws. So like enough people say things, sooner or later, it, it does start to happen. Yeah, I think it is happening. And uh, again, as travelers coming to Asia, I think, uh, you know, there are opportunities for you. Again, if you go to our show notes, you'll see the Google map. You'll you'll see the Google map that they created, the one that I created, the one that we're all going to start collaborating on. And uh, I think uh, there are opportunities for travelers to be responsible um, with their plastic footprint while they're on holiday in Asia. Yeah, I, I, I'm super happy we finally chatted to them. They're doing great stuff. And I think everybody, like, can you imagine the difference if every traveler just used a few less plastic bags and plastic bottles? Big impact. So this is something they're doing on their own. No big funding. They're having huge impact. I'm on board, man. You got me convinced with the straws. I've carried a yeah. bottle for a long time, but like, Spread the word. Start telling people. I, I go out of my way now. Every time I'm at 7-Eleven, if I don't need a bag, I'm like, ah, oh, I kind of joke. I'm like, ah, oh, you don't need a bag. You can just carry this. Don't don't give everyone a bag. And the cashier looks at me like I'm kind of insane. But I'm sure sooner or later they mention it to the manager, right? Or like I said, in a hotel the other week, I asked for the manager. And I was super nice and just let them know that 
that's the way I'm thinking, right? And again, enough people do that, something has to change. Well, again, go to the show notes. We'll have links to uh, the nano bag, which you can bring with you, the Bamboo Sisters in Thailand. You can get yourself a bamboo straw, uh, refill, not landfill, where you can get a bottle and refill your water bottles. Uh, we'll try and make it as easy as possible for people to, to minimize their impact while they're here. Yeah, super cool. So thanks for joining us. We'll be back in uh, two weeks with another episode. Until then, be well, dream of travel, and thanks so much for listening. Thanks for joining us, everyone, and uh, thanks for co-hosting another awesome episode with me, Scott. Yeah, we nailed it. Thanks for joining us on Talk Travel Asia. We look forward to sharing with you again soon. Hey, Scott, do you remember the time we walked on top of the wall at Angkor Thom in Cambodia?